0: The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta. At Delta Airlines, we're committed to donating 1% of our net profits to charities around the world. For more information about Delta, visit Delta.com. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, June 26th. In today's news, Republicans give up on passing an ambitious immigration bill. Democrats distance themselves from Maxine Waters. And the Supreme Court punts on redistricting and religious freedom. But first, the big idea. President Trump's trade war is causing layoffs and sending jobs overseas. Harley-Davidson announced on Monday that it will shift some of its production out of the United States, seeking to escape Europe's new retaliatory tariffs on U.S. goods, which were triggered by Trump's tariffs on steel and aluminum. Harley's decision to move its production of motorcycles bound for European customers is another tangible display of the costs associated with this president's so-called America First agenda. The announcement triggered a sell-off on Wall Street, where the Dow closed down more than 300 points. Harley says the EU tariffs will add $2,200 to the cost of an average motorcycle, which the company said in a filing with the SEC poses, quote, an immediate and lasting detrimental impact to our business. Trump naturally attacked Harley in a tweet for, quote, being the first to wave the white flag. In the short term, further escalation of the trade disputes seems likely. Not only is Trump in a trade war with Europe, he's also in one with China. Trump has threatened to impose tariffs within weeks on foreign autos and auto parts, a move that would hit German carmakers especially hard. And Berlin promises to respond in kind. Harley's move will almost certainly result in layoffs in Wisconsin, where the company is headquartered. And we're already seeing layoffs across the United States as U.S. companies are hurt by the Trump tariffs. The first casualties are 60 workers at Mid-Continent Nail, America's largest nail manufacturer. They lost their jobs on June 15th at a factory in a part of Missouri that voted overwhelmingly for Trump in 2016. The whole company could be out of business by Labor Day. And back in Wisconsin, there's growing fear that Trump's trade war could shut cheesemakers out of foreign markets. Dairy farmers and cheesemakers in the rolling bright green hills of the Badger State say foreign markets are already starting to be closed off for their products. And because the cows keep making milk, whether we're in a trade war or not, if there's more supply than demand, farmers say they're going to have to start dumping milk in their fields. What a waste. So keep an eye on Wisconsin. Harley is headquartered there. And dairy farms aren't just Some of the biggest employers in the state, they're also central to the culture. And Trump's traveling to Wisconsin on Thursday. He'll attend the groundbreaking for a new Foxconn factory in Mount Pleasant, alongside Governor Scott Walker and Speaker of the House Paul Ryan. That opening is only possible because state and local governments have ponied up $4.5 billion in tax incentives for the plant, which will make LCD screens. Polls show voters about evenly split on whether this gargantuan corporate welfare package is worth it. Trump narrowly carried Wisconsin in 2016, the first Republican to win it since Ronald Reagan. It's essential to his 2020 re-election hopes. But picking a fight with Harley and dairy farmers might not be a good way to win it again. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that ought to be on your radar. Number one, Republicans in Congress are pressing ahead with a narrow fix to the family separation crisis, all but abandoning efforts for any kind of far-reaching immigration overhaul. The measure under discussion in the Senate would address a flaw in the executive order Trump issued last week mandating migrant children and parents not be separated during their detention. That order would potentially violate a 1997 court order requiring that children be released after 20 days. The Senate GOP proposal would allow children to stay longer with their parents in detention. But there's no guarantee the Senate can act before lawmakers break for the week-long Fourth of July recess. And Democrats are reluctant to sign on to a bill they say could keep thousands of families in indefinite federal detention. Meanwhile, in the House, days of last ditch negotiations have convinced top Republicans that they're not going to be able to pass a broad GOP immigration bill this week, prompting them to explore their own version of narrower legislation. And with family separations now on hold, Federal officials at the border are returning to their standard operating procedure of releasing most migrant parents who arrive with their children. Number two Trump responded to Representative Maxine Waters' call for activists to harass members of his administration, warning the California Democrat in a tweet quote, Be careful what you wish for, Max. Waters said she was not advocating for violence, as Trump suggested, but in a rare rebuke of one of her own members, House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi tweeted that Waters' comments were, quote, unacceptable. Several other congressional Democrats, including Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, also issued rebukes of Waters' remarks. On MSNBC, Cory Booker, the Democrat from New Jersey who's running for president in 2020, urged protesters to follow the example of Martin Luther King Jr. and other civil rights leaders, quote, who always did it by recognizing the dignity of even those who you oppose, even those who are trying to destroy you, even those who hate you. Number three, the Supreme Court signaled Monday that it is in no hurry to decide two important questions it already sidestepped earlier this term. First, whether a business owner's religious beliefs can justify refusing wedding services to same-sex couples. They sent the case of a Washington state florist who denied service to a gay couple back to lower courts. And second, with cases from Texas and North Carolina, how courts should evaluate extreme partisan gerrymandering. It was like Punting after a punt. And it raises questions about the careful path the court is taking this term. One of the biggest questions is whether the delay is related to the plans of Justice Anthony Kennedy, whose vote is pivotal and who may decide to retire. Speculation in Washington is at a fever pitch because it's hard to overstate how significant a Kennedy retirement would be for the judicial system. The court is sometimes reluctant to take controversial cases when ideologically divided justices don't know who will decide the next term. There are a few more decision days left. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, June 26th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Homan. I'll talk to you tomorrow.